Hey y'all. So when it comes to bodies, weight loss is not really something that I'm pursuing right now. But as you know, one of Vanessa's family members has been taking a GLP-1 medication and it's worked really well for him. So if that is part of your journey, you should check out the Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Roe's partner handles all the insurance paperwork to help get the medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. Go to ro.co slash infamous. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash infamous. Campsite Media. August 2017, Tina Yauhiainen was standing in a hotel lobby in the Philippines. It's hot, humid, the kind of weather that makes your shirt stick to your back. Tina was probably thinking, what am I doing here? She was just a Finnish Caprera instructor who was in Dubai for its good standard of living. Then she taught Sheikha Latifa, and now that princess needed her help. She basically told me that there is a person um, outside Dubai who is ready to take care of the operation to help her leave. It was <laughs> it was quite 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 a strange moment. Hervé Jobert had been working in Dubai making submarines. The business he worked for was a subsidiary of a government-owned conglomerate called Dubai World. But Jobert had problems with this company. They would allege he embezzled, and he would deny that. And so he escaped. Oh, also, Jobert claims he was once a French spy. In a book he wrote about his adventures, Escape from Dubai, he says for his own departure from the country, he was cunning. He dressed like an Emirati woman in a long black robe called an abaya, which covered him from head to toe. He pulled a thin black veil over his face. Using these clothes to hide wasn't unheard of. I mean, Michael Jackson did it when he visited Dubai. Someone spotted him in the women's bathroom with a headscarf on and it was a whole thing. Mohamed kérésére Michael Jackson részt vett a 2005-ös UAE sivatagi kihívás díjkiosztó ünnepségén is. A veil was the best way to go around Dubai without being questioned or even addressed by another person. It was like being invisible because if you're in a veil, you're a woman. And in some of the Arab world, that means no one cares about what you have to say. From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Infamous. I'm Vanessa Grigoriadis. And I'm Natalie Robomed. This is Dubai's Missing Princesses, episode two. So last episode, we heard all about Princess Latifa and her sister Shamza, who had tried to run away years before Latifa. Right. That seems to have had a really big impact on Latifa. I think the fallout from Shamsa's escape was the catalyst for Latifa's own escape. Yeah, it does seem that way. And now we're going to hear exactly how Latifa escaped 
and it's mostly from Tina's perspective. We'll hear what happened after she ran away. So it all began in February 2018 at a cafe in Dubai called La Serre. It's in downtown Dubai, spitting distance from the tallest building in the world. Early one morning, a royal driver drops Latifa and Tina off for breakfast. I can picture the scene around them. Women with designer handbags, sipping lattes. Men in their traditional white robes, dish dashes in Arabic. They're chatting over espressos. First, Latifa strode to the bathroom. She took off her black abaya, applied makeup, and put on sunglasses. As they departed, Latifa left her cell phone behind. She and Tina headed to Muscat, the coastal capital of Oman. It's about a four and a half hour drive. On the way, they took some selfies. Then they pulled into the beach. There was a dinghy there that had been waiting for them, and they climbed in. Tina's friend and a personal trainer, he drove the dinghy. They went out about 15 miles into the turquoise sea. Jobert was there. He was waiting with a pair of jet skis. The sea was really rough at that time. So um, it, it's, it's definitely a journey I'm not going to forget ever. You know, being in the middle of the sea, uh, the sun was starting to go down. Several miles later, they reached a yacht that Jobert was piloting. It was named the Nostromo. That's Italian for shipmate, and it's a very popular name for boats. It's also the name of the spaceship in the movie Alien. In 2122, the USCSS Nostromo was on a routine transport run when it picked up a signal of unknown origin in the Zeta Reticuli system. This Nostromo was a white yacht with a navy blue hull and two large masts. Not quite the super yacht that Latifa's father owns. Latifa climbed on board. She was determined to make it out this time. She was not going to be like Shamsa. She was going to get to safety. And her plan? She was going to the grand city on a hill, the place of freedom, the place where Natalie and I both live, the United States. So they set out across the Arabian Sea. They watched movies, sent messages to friends. But were those messages secure? By now, Latifa knew her father would have discovered she was gone. And she worried about what he might do. She got even more worried when they lost touch with the guy who piloted the dinghy. So Latifa sent a very important message. One that might save her life. That's after the break. Anybody who has a sibling knows that sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope, on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince Harry and Prince William. They'd been each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wandry's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds. And they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. 
Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or was it something that began much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might actually try to snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You're listening to Infamous from Campside Media. So Latifa and Tina were on this boat, on their way to America, but sailing towards India. But they weren't alone. There was some sort of small plane circling around us. We had been followed by a small boat for three days. The atmosphere in the boat was obviously quite tense. It turned out that Sheikh Mo's office had reportedly gotten in touch with an FBI agent at the U.S. consulate in Dubai. According to USA Today, he asked for their help in locating Latifa. He told them the princess had been kidnapped and she needed urgent assistance. So this FBI agent pulled data from the boat's internet provider and they gave it to Dubai officials. At this time, the UAE government was also believed to be a client of the NSO Group, a cyber intelligence technology firm and creators of a spyware tool called Pegasus, which can secretly hack and extract data from people's phones. At this point, Latifa and Tina were off the coast of Goa. That's a resort town in India that's very popular with young people, full of dance clubs. This whole life that Latifa wanted was almost there to touch. But for now, Tina and Latifa were still below deck in their room. Then they heard a noise. We heard what sounded like gunshots from the upper deck. The cabin began filling with smoke, and they could barely see anything. They struggled up the stairs to the deck. They were staggering from coughing so hard. Finally saw was there Indian commandos dressed in, in, in black gear, obviously. Um, had multiple laser sights pointing at me. It was unreal. I, I sort of switched off. It's almost like I, I, I wasn't there anymore. It was beyond understanding what was happening. You know, we were so close to India and all of a sudden the, the boat is filled with these very aggressive men who are threatening to shoot my brain out. They are obviously looking for Latifa. These men were from the Indian Special Forces. One of them boarded the boat, tied Tina's hands behind her back, and dragged her to the deck. The men kept shouting, asking who Latifa was, and Latifa just kept repeating over and over, I am seeking political asylum. I am seeking political asylum. But the men just dragged her away 
kicking and screaming. Tina heard her say something. She was telling them to rather shoot her there than take her back to Dubai. Tina watched on in fear as Latifa was carried away by the men. Guards looted the boat, taking electronics and even Tina's makeup. I was told that I could jump off the boat as well if I wanted to end my life in an easier way. Tina was left on the Nostromo with the crew and the guy who had coordinated this entire escape, Hervé Jobert. Jobert, by the way, responded to some questions from us, but declined to be interviewed for this series. At some point, Tina says she noticed there were UAE soldiers on the boat. It seemed to her that India was allowing them to be here, just turning a blind eye. An Indian news outlet even reported that Sheikh Mo had called Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi about the situation. The two countries had a relationship. I mean, India had many, many citizens working in Dubai, building all those huge skyscrapers. Tina says that the UAE soldiers had access to two large helicopters. And now, Latifa was getting hustled away. The helicopters disappeared into the air. The Nostromo began to move. Once the boat reached the UAE, Tina says she and the rest of the crew were blindfolded, cuffed, and transported to the middle of the desert. There was a secret prison there. The interrogation began immediately. I was asked, why did I stab the ruler of Dubai in the back by aiding his daughter to escape uh, Dubai? I was basically threatened with death penalty or life sentence. As the men pressed Tina, she had the sense that these men thought it was all a plot. She was somehow involved in kidnapping Latifa to extort money from Sheikh Mohammed. They were trying to find out was the, the bigger plan, who was behind it all. You know, so whenever I said all I wanted to do is to help my friend to lead an independent life outside Dubai, they were just laughing and they said, you are lying. And, and because of your lies, we, we are going to kill you or you're never going to see your family again. The interrogators questioned Tina for hours that night, and then again for days. She was being treated like an accomplice. I was thinking I should have told my family, I should have told some of my friends. At one point, I thought I'm never going to get out from here. And she might not have if it wasn't for a very clever trick by Latifa. Before she'd escaped, Latifa had recorded a video of herself. She was in Tina's apartment, telling her entire story to the camera. So the audio you've been hearing from Latifa, that's where we got it. But the world hadn't seen this video yet. He's the most evil person I've ever met in my life. While she was on the boat, Latifa got the video into the hands of a group that aimed to help people who had been wrongly imprisoned. I'm sure all your listeners have got emails from major, general, whatever it may be in Nigeria, who's got £60 million in a bank account somewhere and need your bank account details. David Haig is a businessman turned human rights advocate. Um, it was similar to that. It was, I am the daughter of the ruler of Dubai, and I've escaped and I need your help. And I remember talking to a colleague at the time when this email came through and saying, this is a, this is, this is a hoax, this can't be real. And now this video was on YouTube. It was visible to the entire world, 
and the world noticed. My name is Louise Callahan, and I'm the Middle East correspondent for the Sunday Times of London. Louise was in a cafe in Beirut when she clicked on the video. If you are watching this video, it's not such a good thing. I remember I was watching it on, on my phone, and at first I just thought it was a hoax. All my father cares about is his reputation. He will kill people, especially if you're a female. Your life is so disposable. They don't care. Royal families, particularly in the Arab world, are not interested in having people poke about in their personal affairs. The idea of someone in the family coming out and saying something like this, it was just unimaginable. Completely. We'd never heard anything like that before. In her video, Latifa warned that her father would try to discredit her. She made it clear that she is actually just one of three of the sheikh's daughters who are named Latifa, and that the royal family might point to one of her other sisters and say, see, Latifa is fine. And I think, to be honest, to me, that really speaks to how some of the women in the family are seen. They could be kind of interchangeable. Louise watched, glued to her screen. The impression that I got is that she just sounds desperate to be believed. But she really sounds like she's been gaslit for just an incredibly long time and is trying to forestall the claims that her family is going to make about her when she escapes or when the video comes out. Before turning off the recording, Latifa had a final message for her father. I think it's time that he faces the consequences of all the things that he's done in his life. He will. He will definitely face the consequences, no matter what he does to me. Look, when Shamsa escaped, it was so long ago, turn of the 21st century. Cell phones with cameras weren't readily available. The internet was in its infancy. There was no Twitter or Facebook. Not that many people even heard what happened with Shamsa. But this time would be different. More after the break. I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com infamous. That's rocketmoney.com infamous. rocketmoney.com infamous. Welcome to True Spies. 
podcast that takes you deep inside the greatest secret missions of all time. Suddenly out of the dark, it's appeared Bin Laden. You'll meet the people who live life undercover. What do they know? What are their skills? And what would you do in their position? Vengeance felt good. Seeing these people pay for what they'd done felt righteous. True Spies from Spyscape Studios, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media. So that video that Latifah made, it went viral. It made news across the world. More details started coming out. Um, then I think the reaction was just one of absolute shock. The idea that he he could have done this, that Sheikh Mohammed ordered a bunch of Emirati commandos and Indian commandos to go and pluck her right off it and then just brought her home. Soon, a UN committee demanded something. They wanted Dubai to prove that Latifa was alive. And some of Latifa's skydiving friends even flew a banner over the 2018 Kentucky Derby. It said, Dubai, where is Princess Latifa? Now, Tina and the rest of the crew members were released from jail, but Latifa hadn't been heard from. The whole situation was really confusing. Many in the Arab world couldn't believe that the sheikh would treat his own daughter with such apparent cruelty. And it didn't help that rumors started circulating about the captain of the yacht, Hervé Jobert. He did not have a proper plan, you know. Um, there was a boat following us. There was all those planes above us. So by the time we were uh, just off the uh, coast of Goa, India, we had also run out of um, fuel. In May 2018, the Delhi Beast ran an article that claimed that Latifa's escape was a highly orchestrated extortion plot between Latifa and Jobert. The story's only on-the-record source, Hervé's ex-wife. The whole plan was for Hervé to help her escape. And once he got her out, the daughter was going to get to the dad and say, I want $3 million or else I'll tell all to the media. It was a con. It was a corrupt scheme gone haywire. By the way, this has never been proven, and Jobert denied all the allegations in the article. And to us, this is what he said. Why would you give credit to a former bitter ex-wife who knew nothing about this operation. This ransom demand has been refuted in high court already, and it does not make sense. Latifa did not want to go back. So ransom, for what? For her to be returned? Nonsense. He was assuring us that he was capable of, of getting her into safety, but none of that obviously happened. Louise remembers there were so many different stories swirling. There's been this kind of constant battle of narratives going on between between Hervé and other people around Atifa. But Sheikh Mo, through the whole ordeal, was silent. And remember, he didn't respond to our questions either. The initial response was nothing from the royal family. At first, they just didn't say anything at all. But Sheikh Mo wouldn't stay silent forever. Or... At least, an emissary of his would speak out. And then, this story would take an even stranger turn. Next week on Infamous. She's troubled. She made a video that she now regrets. 
if I thought for a single second that any shred of this was true, I wouldn't put up with it or stand for it. It was all a setup. They tricked me. Infamous is created and executive produced by Gabriel Sherman and me, Vanessa Gregoriadis. This episode was co-hosted by Natalie Robamed, who wrote it with Heather Schroering. Producing by Heather Schroering, Natalia Winkleman, Lily Houston-Smith, and Grace Heerman. Princess Latifah and Sheikh Mohammed did not comment for this series. Shoshi Shmolovitz is our managing producer and editor. Sound design by David Devereaux. Recording by Ewan Lai Tremuin, and fact-checking by Matt Giles. Voices by Rajiv Gola and Lily Houston-Smith. Campside Media's executive producers are Josh Dean, Adam Hoff, Matt Scher, and myself. Campside Media's operations team is Doug Slaywin, Ashley Warren, and Destiny Dingle. If you're enjoying Infamous, please rate and review the show. It helps us more than you know. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.